0: Hello everyone and welcome back for another episode of the QB Factory Reboot brought to you by SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. Thank you so much for tuning in. Don't forget to rate, don't forget to leave a review, subscribe to our YouTube channel, follow us on Instagram and Twitter, all of that good stuff. But I am your host, Rachel Prevet, and I am joined by my awesome co-host, the QB Expert Mark Schofield. What's up, Mark? How are you feeling? Some breaking news just
1: happened. So some breaking news as we were logging on, and I, I think it's appropriate to drop my movie reference, my movie quote, right here. Okay. And I was probably going to go with this anyway. And then my phone exploded. My 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 lovely brand new phone. I'm so excited I got a new phone. And it like exploded because the Patriots just released Cam Newton. And as most people who are listening to the show know, I am—if the accent doesn't completely give it away—I am a Boston, a New England, I'm a Boston guy, a New England guy, a Patriots fan. So now Mac Jones is your starting quarterback for the New England Patriots, and so I'm going to reference Princess Bride, one of my favorite movies of all time. Absolutely love it. And there's a scene where Fezig and Inigo Montoya—they're trying to revive Wesley, the main character. And Wesley's like, what has happened since I've been mostly dead? And Fezig is and then toy' is like, let me explain. No, 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 there is too much. Let me sum up. And that's kind of how I feel right now. Like, there's way too much to explain with this entire cam, Mac, all of that stuff, and potential repercussions. And we've got a Gardner Minshew trade to talk about. Like there, there's a lot going on. There's a lot to explain. And I'm I i, I do not even know how to sum it up.
0: Yeah, there's so much going on, like you just mentioned. I think that was a great movie quote that you chose. I chose a song lyric. As always, and I guess it can kind of touch. I chose it based on what's going on with Gardner Minshew, but I think it could also maybe touch on Cam Newton as well. It's a song uh, called "Victory" by uh, Biggie Smalls. Diddy. Oh my
1: god. That's 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 like another song. I know you you, you mentioned Meek recently, and Meek's on my workout list. Victory is also on my workout list. I okay. absolutely love that song.
0: Yes. Great song. And the lyrics that I chose, it says the sun don't shine forever, but as long as we're here, we might as well shine together. And I chose this for Gardner specifically because, I mean, he just got beat out for QB1 by Trevor Lawrence. I mean. Clearly Jacksonville chose Trevor Lawrence over him. So that's probably not like a bright spot for him. I'm sure he feels, you know, he's been, he's been replaced, but right. now he's joining this QB factory, right? Right, right. I'm pretty sure that he knows he's not going to be start- starting QB going into the situation, but it's a QB room full of three quarterbacks we have first we have Flacco, and now we have Gardner Minshew so maybe he'll be focused on you know earning the second string QB spot and working together maybe trying to help develop uh, Jalen Hurts so you know
1: I I, I love that I'm so excited you picked that one that quote I I love it I oh man now I'm ready to go I want to play it I want to go work out work out to victory so so where do you want to start here because we got a lot to cover uh do you want to start about talking about Cam do you want to talk about Gardner
0: That's the most recent news that it broke, so we might as
1: well start with Cam. Yeah, and my question is this: yes. Was Cam's COVID situation the the final straw here? I think because so. uh, yeah, because I thought we talked about it. Cam looked really good. You and I talked about it last week. Cam looked comfortable. You were talking about how fluid he worked looked in the pocket, the decisions. It seemed like he was finally comfortable in that Patriots offense, and I, I'm sure you would agree. I woke up front last Friday morning thinking, all right, well, Cam's the guy. Like Mac, it's, it looks he looks great, good, good for the rookie. But Cam's the guy. Then the COVID thing hits, and it opened the door. And I, 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 I mean, that's where I am on it now. I think that was the final straw where Bill Belichick was like, if we can't trust that QB one's going to be here week in and week out, the rookie's been good enough. So, do you think that was it?
0: I think you're right on point. Bill Belichick is, we all know what type of coach he is, and it seems like he wants a strong QB room. He wants, like you said, trust is a, is a huge factor. Yeah. Like some of these other teams might be willing to let it slide, you know, like Carson Wentz,
1: and we see the coach. Did, did you happen to see that Greg Doyle piece that he wrote? He's, a, he's a writer out in Indianapolis, and okay. he wrote a piece that was basically just like Philly was right. Yes, I did. You saw was- that?
0: DGN. Yeah, I saw that. Oh,
1: my goodness. That was a piece.
0: I should have listened pretty much. He's selfish. I I saw
1: it. But anyway, you were saying.
0: No, I was just saying, I think Belichick is that type of coach who's not going to put up with certain things. And clearly, this is one of them. COVID. He's like we're not going down like this. He wants to win. And with all of the new, new, you know, protocols put in place with unvaccinated players and you know, what happens if people get COVID he's like, I'm not, he's like, he's setting the tone. He's setting. the
1: Yeah. And you know, let's, let's all forget cam contracted COVID last year and missed a critical game at a critical point in the season against the Kansas city chiefs, a game that with Brian Hoyer, a quarterback, the Patriots were pretty close in that game until it kind of like spiraled out of control at the end. Mm-hmm. Who knows what their season... like? They weren't a good team last year, I get it. But who knows what their season could have looked like if Cam was healthy for that game. Maybe they go into Kansas City and steal that one, or who knows. Yeah. Belichick doesn't want to go down that road, especially when you've spent how much money in the offseason, signing these two tight ends, these wide receivers. You've spent all this money. And if Mac Jones is going to be good enough then maybe just roll with them. And I think the other thing, and I want to get your thoughts on this. We all know how like the rookie quarterback on the rookie quarterback deal. I mean, obviously the Eagles are going through it too. When you have that cost controlled rookie quarterback, it's valuable because then you could spend money elsewhere, but also you want to maximize that young quarterback's chances to like learn and play and develop and all that stuff And any sort of season where he's just sitting and watching is kind of wasted. Do you think that the economics of it also played a role role where it's like max been good enough he's cost controlled as a rookie let's just start him now
0: heck yeah yeah yeah, yeah. That. The business at the end of the day right yeah and they money is definitely a factor
1: so let me ask you this landed spots for cam newton where do you think he goes are there places he could sign is mm-hmm. philly one or do you think maybe cam's done Maybe he walks away. Like he's he's clearly got himself set up for a life after football, right? Like it looks like he's got like social media production companies, like he's got that stuff and works. He's a very personable guy on camera. Like, if you were to tell me that he was gonna start like a video podcast right now, just like talking shop with like athletes and former athletes, I'd be like, sign me up. I, I think it would be great. Do you think that he signed somewhere else? Do you think he walks away? If you think he signed somewhere else, where could that be? And would Philly be a destination could he be at the next part of the QB factory
0: uh, <laughs> <laughs> no i'm going to say no please philly no why why yeah do you really need that no i don't
1: think so i don't i mean i don't think so i but it, it, i think
0: one of the things to keep in mind with cam newton is this i think shows us that he's probably not ever going to be a starting qb again like he's going to be a you know, possibly top 10 backup yeah. quarterback. And I feel like, does not that, isn't pride like a factor in that? Yeah. Like wherever he goes, you know, he knows like he's probably not going to be that guy. It's kind of like went downhill for him these last few years. So with that being the case, I could see him walking away.
1: Yeah, that's just no, kind, like, of kind of depressing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, that's just kind of depressing, right? Like I uh, mean, you know, at one point, like that year they made it to the Super Bowl, like he was legitimately Superman. And we talked about it like when he was at at, at Alabama, like legitimately Superman. I mean Auburn, excuse me. Um but to see it like end like this, yeah, like that's, I mean, I can see a scenario where you know, maybe Carolina, well, I, I'd say maybe even Washington. Okay, okay, yeah, I think well, I, okay. I
0: Washington is, uh, yeah, I can see that.
1: Yeah, you i know, with Ron Rivera. We saw, you know, him pregame when the Patriots played Washington, like going and seeing Ron Rivera, but at the same time, look, Rivera's been pretty adamant about what he thinks about the vaccine because his cancer situation, I'm right. not sure he's gonna be comfortable saying let's sign this guy. So maybe that wouldn't happen. I would say Dallas, but Jerry Jones has been very clear about how he feels about vaccinated players versus unvaccinated players. I don't know. And and I've, I've read from people and I've been told that like NFL teams in terms of like building out free agency boards have lists of vaccinated versus unvaccinated players. Cause if you're going to sign a free agent, who's unvaccinated that that carries some risk, I guess. Right. Right maybe you're right. Maybe it's just over for them.
0: It might be. Cause I feel like the vaccine situation is, it's kind of like, there's a a line between like, are you being selfish? Because at the end of the day, it kind of like risks the entire organization. And now we know like the possibility or no, it's like a definite thing where the team would have to forfeit Yeah. So who wants to play with their money like that? I don't. Right. It's
1: it's 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 such a risk, and you know, obviously, we don't want to get into the whole like vaccinated versus unvaccinated and all that stuff. Like that's another discussion. But when you're a multi-million billion dollar industry and you've got 17 games to play with, like that's you're introducing another headache or potential headache into a locker room. We all know how NFL player NFL head coaches hate distractions. Like they just, they just hate distractions. Bill Belichick chiefly among them. And so Belichick's whole point of view here might be Cam's vaccination status is going to be a potential distraction that I don't want to deal with down the road. And so if we've got a rookie who's playing well enough, who's running our offense, Why take the risk? And then other head coaches, other general managers might look at that and say, why do we want to introduce that?
0: Mm -hmm.
1: It's just, man, just see Cam's career like that.
0: It's very messy. And I was very worried when I first saw it flash across my phone. I had to do a double take. I was like, is this for real?
1: Yeah. I. I, I was just like, man, I thought today was going to be a nice quiet day. Rachel and I were going to do our yeah. show. Maybe I'll write a piece or two, watch a little bit of film. No, nope. no, no. Nope. It's going to be a nice, nice busy day now.
0: Oh, yeah. But we like busy.
1: <laughs> we do like busy. We do like busy.
0: It keeps things fun.
1: I guess now we're going to talk about Florida, man.
0: Yes. Might as well jump right into it.
1: Gardner Minshew, what 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 was your reaction to this trade?
0: Um, Nick Mullins was a uh, pretty piss poor in the season. <laughs> so I think I was I was not surprised. Because please,
1: please tell me that's the social clip right there oh, that it Instagram, right? It that was me. so perfect, Rachel.
0: <laughs> he did. He he started off strong in training camp, but then all what the all three preseason games he just performed terribly
1: yeah and
0: it's we know awful. how the eagles are when it comes to their qb room they want the right. factory so when i the more i was like looking into it and researching it made sense because it's like insurance i was reading an article and it was no it was an article it was a tweet tim mcmahon he said he's at the eagles yep. are buying insurance and i think that it's a great and i think it's a great way to put it because they have Jalen Hurst, but if something happens, God forbid, and hopefully it doesn't, they have Joe Flacco, but it's kind of like, they're not really s- just secure with Joe Flacco. They're like, oh, we need an extra veteran backup just in case. So, and- Minchu, I think was a pretty, it wasn't a surprising choice because, I mean, he's not terrible. Like, he's pretty solid.
1: Yeah. I, I think there are things about Gardner Minshew that I like. I think the The potential scheme fit in Nick Sirianni's offense I think will be good too because Sirianni does a lot of those sort of air raid concepts that he obviously ran a ton of under Mike Leach at Washington State. I think what's also interesting, a couple things to keep in mind here. One, Adam Schefter tweeted out that the the, the Eagles are just acquiring another player at an important position and they truly believe in like developing the quarterback position and you have the opportunity to develop get another quarterback, even if he's your third quarterback, that's smart. And I think that's smart business. Like even if you look at Jalen Hurts, which I think is fair that he's your guy and you want him to be the guy for the next 10 years, you still need a backup for the next three, four, five years, whatever. Maybe Flacco is that guy this year, but maybe not next year. So that's one piece. The other piece is this, and I think you nailed it. Developing Jalen Hurts, right? Which veteran quarterback now on this roster has a better track record of dealing with younger quarterbacks and helping them? Mm. It's certainly not Joe Flacco, right? Mm -mm. Because we saw how that went down in Baltimore. Baltimore. And when they drafted Lamar Jackson, Flacco was just like, no, like I'm not helping this dude. Like he's trying to take my job. Like, no, that's not what I'm here for. Like he's going to learn on his own. Like there are two ways that veteran quarterbacks sort of go about that. There's the Alex Smith way. When they drafted the Chiefs, did Patrick Mahomes Smith like would pick him up in the morning? They'd go work out together, they'd watch film together. Smith would try to make Mahomes drink that like butter coffee, whatever. I mean, okay, yeah, Coach we'll you both, buddy. Um, but he took him under his wing. He said, Look, you know, my job's to make it better. Ryan Fitzpatrick, you no, know, he said this about Tua like, I want to, if he's a great quarterback, I'll feel proud because I helped. You know, Cade McGowan, Josh McGowan, excuse me, did the same thing with, with Sam Darnold. Flacco is completely standoffish. And so it, it helps to have a sort of peer, you yes. know, veteran or somebody else on the sidelines. Because let's face it, you know, when, when I threw one of my many interceptions in college, like the last person I wanted to hear from was my head coach. Telling yeah. me, like, you know, I'll tell you when you, like one time I came off the field after throwing an interception and I, I looked my head coach in the eye and I said, look, I bleeped up. Yeah. And my head coach looked at me and he's like, no, no. I'll tell you what you bleeped up. And I was just like walked away. And it's like, oh, and by the way, you bleeped up. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I you know, I know, man. That's what I was trying to say. But the last person you want to hear from is a head coach. So having a peer, a veteran, somebody like that to sort of talk with, with that, oh, talk stuff over with helps. And so I think Gardner could potentially be that for Hertz much more than say Joe Flacco.
0: It's like a big brother figure. And like I was talking about with the song lyrics, it's a team effort. Yeah. So bringing in Gardner, who we know is probably going to work on developing, you know, Jalen hurts is the best decision because that's what you want with the system. You don't want it to be like competitive. We don't want another Carson Woods situation where it's like drama field and he's bitter. No. So I think the Eagles knew what they were doing, bringing him into the situation.
1: Yeah. And I think to do it for like a a conditional sixth round pick, right like what's the hit rate on sixth round picks? It's like next to nothing, yeah, like
0: very cheap, yeah, it's, it's
1: very cheap, yeah, and so, so I, yeah. I I think it's a smart investment from Philadelphia's standpoint because mm-hmm. you have an opportunity to acquire a young quarterback most important position in the game, but at the same time, you're not giving up much mm-hmm. like if Garner for some reason doesn't pan out like Okay, you gave up a conditional six-round pick. I'm more curious, why did Jacksonville do this? Like, I know, look, you've got Trevor Lawrence, and he's your starter. Fine. Mm-hmm. What if he gets hurt?
0: Mm-hmm. I know
1: you're not going to contend for the playoffs, but you need a backup. Right now, it's like me well, and the
0: Casey And They're working on
1: Maybe. I mean, maybe Cam. That's right. I mean, look, Cam. I mean, maybe that's the landed spot, but like... I'm surprised that Jacksonville did this because if you've got that young quarterback, like at some point you might need to sit Trevor Lawrence down. Like if he's like throwing three picks in a game and like actively kind of hurting himself, you know, there's this great moment in the football life of Marty Schottenheimer, I think it was. Mm -hmm. And when he was the coach of the Chargers with Drew Brees and Drew Brees was a young quarterback and there were times when Drew Brees was struggling and Marty would come over and he'd sit him down. Like he, he and he'd look him in the eye. There's this great clip. You can find it on NFL films where Marty was telling Drew Brees, look, you're my guy. And if this was a one score game, your butt would be out there. You'd still be playing. But We're getting blown out and, and you're hurting yourself. Like you're making mistakes. I don't want to ruin you. I'm going to sit you down to protect you. And Drew Brees said that, like, that was one of the biggest parts of his development that, like, saved him from, like, spiraling out of control and, like, making bad mistakes and learning the bad things and having bad muscle memory kick in. Urban Meyer might need to do that with Trevor Lawrence and having Gardner Minshew on the roster I thought was a good thing to have. Apparently not. Apparently Urban Meyer is going in a completely different direction.
0: We're just going to have to wait and see what happens with that situation. but Yeah, Surprise if he goes with Cam because, like you said, they need a backup, and hopefully, a better. They need a veteran backup.
1: Yeah, I mean, they need somebody. It's it's just like we were talking about with Hurts. Like they need somebody that, like, if Trevor Lawrence makes a mistake and he comes off the field, somebody can tell him, "Hey, what did you see? This is what I saw. Why'd you look at it that way? This is how I would have looked at it." Like you need somebody like that.
0: Do you think it could have been Minshew who wanted out? Do you think? I
1: mean, maybe. I mean, you know, maybe like Mitch, you, I love the dude. I absolutely love the dude. Like one of my favorite people to talk to and like all the like quarterback discussions I've ever had was like down for his senior bowl when, you know, he was addressing the media and I was part of the gaggle in front of him. And I asked him a question about Mike Leach's offense. And What is it about Mike Leach's offense that gets you pro ready? And he's like, look, man, I'm making – one, two, three, four, five reads on a play from left side to right side. You don't see many of these other quarterbacks in these quote pro style offense. And Rachel, he literally hit me with the air quotes when he said it. And I was just like, all right, man, I'm like, I'm like in the front row, like fawning over this dude. It's like the most unprofessional that I've ever done, but I loved it. And he clearly went to that mobile senior ball with that, like, Baker Mayfield I'm Baker 2.0 I'm going to have this chip on my shoulder like I'm the best quarterback here and I love that like you've got to be supremely arrogant to play this position like I I say this all the time you have to feel that you're the only person on the team that can touch the ball in every single play like is there anything more arrogant in all sports than that and you can't play it scared you have to have a massive ego um Again, all reasons why I was bad because I always played scared and I don't have a big ego, but Gardner's that guy, like he's that dude. And so when he lost this job, he probably, maybe he went to Urban and said, look, I I want to go where I've got a shot. And maybe, you know, they shopped him around and Philly was the team that bit. I mean, you might, you might be exactly right about that.
0: Mm-hmm. I, d- I think he probably wanted out and he's only 25. So that means, you know, he's fairly young. Yeah. Course he's still trying to fight for that starting qb spot he right. might be another top 10 backup qb but i think a possibility could have been him wanting out of the situation and them kind of like all right if you're not happy we're gonna let you go and maybe he thought philly was the best possible place to get that second string backup quarterback spot yeah.
1: i mean you know yeah. that it's yeah. a it's a good landing spot for him because, like I said, the the offense at Nick Sirianni seems to be running. And again, it, it's preseason, so we're not seeing a ton. But like the Boston's the the Boston's got touchdown last Friday, right? Yes. Mesh sit wheel. I mean, that's an air raid staple. That's something that Gardner Minshew probably ran 452 times under Mike Leach at Washington State. Like it's something that he can run in this sleep. And so I think this offense conceptually will be a good scheme fit for him so it might be a good landing spot. Would it surprise me if by Halloween he's back up, QB2, whatever? No, I mean, that wouldn't surprise me. I think it's a good fit. And so that would parallel perfectly with what you're saying about it, where he wanted out, he wanted to go to a situation where he could potentially contend for a yep. starting job at some point. This is a good fit schematically. And if Hertz unfortunately struggles, maybe he becomes that guy.
0: Mm-hmm. So do you think it's going to become a – competition between even though Flacco was what 30, he's like almost 40 now yeah. 37 so he's low-key on his way out do you think it'll become a competition between the two of them fighting for that number two spot
1: I think at some point I'm always interested and I'm curious how you view this when teams have veteran backup as as well as like a young backup like how do they handle it when the starter gets hurt? Like if it, I, I always view it as if the guy, if the starter goes down for like one game, maybe you just play the veteran, like it's one game, we'll get through it. But if the starter goes down for multiple games and you say, look, we'll play the younger guy, give him a chance to like really learn. If the starter go, goes down for multiple games, like we might be in trouble anyway. So why don't we use it as a chance to develop the younger player? And so I I think it might be sort of a case-by-case situational thing if, God forbid, something happens to Hertz, But maybe I view it backwards. I've had other people tell me, no, if the starter goes down for just one game, like just play the rookie, give him the snaps. But if it's multiple games, try to get by with the veteran. I don't know which way Seriati and Roseman and others would feel about this. I'm curious what you'd feel about it.
0: I would go with the veteran because at the end of the day, isn't the goal to, to win? Yeah. So depending, yeah, our the,
1: Edwards, right? You played to win the game.
0: You played to win. And then yeah. the day, you would think, depending on the case, case by case basis, maybe looking at Baltimore is going to be different than Philly, right? With the Eagle situation, I would think that they would go to Flatho because he's has more experience than both of them, and they know that he can kind of do what he needs to do in order to get by.
1: Yeah, you see, I think you're right. I think you're right. You play to win the game. I, I forgot my Herm Edwards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. no, I, I, I think that's right. I This is one of those moments where since I view things from such like a quarterback development lens, like I've got horse blinders on. I'm just like focused on, well, how do we make the quarterback better? And it's like, yo, Mark, idiot. You like play to <laughs> win games. Yeah.
0: Like. But that could be, you know, mention you too. Like you said, by the time we get to October, we might see something different. But I yeah. think right now, like come week one. And because he doesn't really know the system yet, so it's going to take him a little bit of time. If we're basing it off at of the beginning of the regular season, I think it would be Flacco as the first option backup. If anything happens to yeah,
1: her. yeah, I think that's right. I think that's right.
0: Case by case basis.
1: Yeah, I, and it could be like a matchup basis too. Like if you're going up with, like, say again hypotheticals here, but Hertz goes down before you play Washington, mm-hmm. you're probably going to play Flacco, right? Like Washington, tough defensive front, really tough defense, like. Maybe you play Flacco in that situation. But say he goes down before you play in like a team that doesn't have that kind of defense, maybe you play Minshew. Or maybe you flip it. Maybe you look at Washington and say, you need somebody that can move around a little bit better and survive a little bit better. Minshew has got better footwork. He's more athletic than Flacco. Maybe he can like, survive in that situation better than Flacco. Like It might be more just a, who gives us the best chance to win in these games? And they look at it that way. I don't know. I'm just a dude sitting here drinking a C4 trying to survive. I don't know what I'm talking about.
0: And I think for just, you know, the listeners maybe who just want to learn a little bit about Minshew and like what type of player they're getting. I had just, I was looking at the article that um, BLG did with the Big Cat Country. He did an article and he interviewed uh, the writer and he was pretty much asking like, what are we getting out of this player? So I just wanted to read off of a couple of things that I had saw about him. So that our listeners know, in case they're not too familiar, he finished up last season in nine games that he played. It said he finished with 2,259 yards, 16 touchdowns and five interceptions. One of the concerns that I saw was that he does fumble the ball. A a little bit. So that's going to be an issue. And he struggled with consistency a little bit in some minor injuries. So, yeah,
1: he had a thumb injury last year that he hid from the team.
0: Right. He didn't even tell them.
1: Yeah. And then he got benched for it. And. Yeah, I mean, you kind of wonder, did the thumb injury lead to some of those fumbling issues? Like, he couldn't, right. like, hold and grip the ball in the pocket. Obviously, look, you know, we always, you hear that old saw, like, the best ability is availability. He just didn't want to lose his job. Like, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know about that. I It, it kind of is it very much in line with the Gardner Minshew I talked to down at Mobile. Like, you know, mm-hmm. that dude's going to hide things. He's, he's a very different bird. There's a reason why I referred to him as Florida Man when we started this. Yeah, year. He's very much that guy. He's got very good footwork in the pocket. Like that was one of the things that I loved about him coming about Washington State. Like he's a quarterback that and we've talked about this with Hertz and other quarterbacks. Like one, two, three, four, five reads. Like the feet are always underneath him. Like he's looking, he's tied the eyes to the feet. And so the footwork is good. I think the scheme fit is good in Sirianni's offense, what we expect of it. I like, is he a dynamic thrower of the football? No, like he's very much a like intermediate to short range of the field guy. He's not Josh Allen. He doesn't have a cannon for an arm. Um, he might fit the mold of like top ten backup, like you said. I think that's a that's a perfect sort of way to like look at him. Top ten backup with potential sp- starter traits, and
0: it was important. Sometimes yeah, we don't want to get it twisted. Like, oh, backup. We still want good quality backups. There's
1: yeah. Good- Important. I mean, it's an exercise I always ask people to do: rank your like your your starting twenty-two positions, and then your backup twenty-two positions in terms of importance. How quickly do you get to backup quarterback?
0: Mm-hmm. Like
1: it's at least twenty-three, right? It's at least the most important backup spot, right?
0: Mm-hmm. But you might even
1: say it might be important than like some starting gigs, depending on the teams. Like, because that's backup, a position that is, yeah. Like, that is the most valuable position. So you,
0: yeah.
1: can- so you need a good backup in today's NFL. All these teams that say, you know, we don't want to practice with a backup, whatever. Like, no. Like, ask, like, the Dallas Cowboys. Ask, like, teams that have struggled losing quarterbacks to injury. Like, how? ask the Philipp- the, the Indianapolis Colts right now, right? Yep. Like, Carson Wentz, he
0: mm-hmm.
1: get hurt. Now yep. he's back on the COVID list. <laughs> yeah. Sam Ellinger is hurt. You might be rolling into week one with Jacob Eason as your starting <laughs> quarterback when you thought you would be a team that was going to get back to the playoffs and perhaps beyond.
0: Mm-hmm. So always have that insurance as we, you know, as I talk you know, about. Again, what's, the
1: Chris, uh, what's the Chris Rock line about insurance? In case bleep. Okay. Yeah. You've seen the Chris Rock stand up, right? Where he talks about insurance. You need it just in case stuff happens. Okay. Same thing with backup quarterback, right? Yes. Like you need a backup quarterback in case yes. stuff happens. Yes. Yes. Study backup quarterbacks, kids. That's all yes. I'm saying.
0: Yes. That's a great way to end it. And I did want to end out on a positive note. Uh-oh. I have some good news.
1: <laughs> good news. We like good news.
0: We did my homework assignment. I watched it. watched them good? I did. watch what you think? It was good. It was really good. Very the, much a classic 80s cheesy like,
1: movie, right?
0: It was classic, and I felt like in the beginning it was kind of slow. Yeah. Like, what am I getting into? Because I didn't know what I was – I didn't know what to expect. Right. It was really good. I yeah. was very impressed.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, it's just a nice little 80s movie. I mean, remember, I watched it when I was nine, like, when it came out, because that's how old I am. <laughs> okay. um, but, you know, I mean, that's the movie that made me want to be a, a Navy fighter pilot. Yeah. Before I realized that, you know, what about, I have many, many – favorite trivia tidbits about that movie one of which is tom cruise was at the time too short to be a fighter pilot because you have to be like five right. ten or, or above because of the the size of the the cockpits and these planes but he was too yeah. short and he also trained more for the volleyball scene than he yeah. did all the jet fighting sequences yeah. and the volleyball scene is i mean there have been like feces <laughs> written about that volleyball well, so why did they fun.
0: have jeans like that was a question i had is that
1: Volleyball in jeans?
0: How are you moving around? Like I, I don't, don't know. know. It's not
1: like he was wearing baggy jeans, Rachel.
0: Funny thing that I don't know about because it was hot. Yeah, out well, right there. Know cool about
1: that? Yeah, the beach volleyball scene was a little different. Um, but I'm glad you watched it. But you can see why, in a sense, I often talk about that movie with respect to quarterbacks, right? Because you've got to be that, like, arrogant guy. You've got to be that person that thinks you're better than everybody else. like. Yeah. And I know, like, the old cliches about football and war. Like, I hate all that. I understand that. But I'm just talking about the mentality of what it takes to be, like, a fighter pilot versus a quarterback. Like, you've got to be supremely confident in your ability, right?
0: That's, like, Mamba mentality. And that's exactly awesome. Michael Jordan. The yeah. best of the best. Are gonna be arrogant because they have that hunger and that drive to win. It's a yeah. piece, you know, it's about being competitive.
1: Yep. So, right on.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> see, now you're ready. Now you're ready for when Maverick the the sequel comes out later. No, it's not In a good. couple of months, you're gonna be ready, and you get now you can watch the previews. You can see all that yeah. stuff. The previews are good, so I'm super excited. <laughs> <This is awesome.
0: laughs> Me too. But
1: I think this was a great episode. Yep. I
0: think that. This is going to be a wrap for this episode. Make sure that you guys stay in tune. We have a little bit of a break um, up until the week one regular season game against the Falcons. It's going to be in Atlanta on the 12th at 1 p.m. So make sure you guys are sticking around for all of the content we're going to be dishing out for you guys. Don't forget to rate. Don't forget to review. don't Don't forget to subscribe to YouTube and follow us on all social media. And Mark, do you have any final words? Go Eagles. Go Eagles.